0: everybody? <laughs> and welcome to thats Life the show where considering what I sound like, we are so thankful I am not paid to talk for a living. <gasps> oh wait. yes I am. Good morning folks and thanks for listening. I really am Miriam L. Wallach blogger writer and general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Oh, my, do I sound bad? <laughs> Avrami, uh, I think that uh, today is going to be a bit of a team effort.
1: You know, sometimes when I sit in for people, I'll be like, oh, I am not such and such with a cold. It is just me sitting in.
0: No, but it really <laughs> so is. So that
1: is Miriam with a cold. <laughs> it is not me.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you know what? I think I'm better off without the cans on because listening to myself is is painful. <laughs> anyway, good morning. <clears throat> good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer. General Manager here at the Nachum Seal Network. You can find me here every Thursday at 10 a.m. right after Charlie and right before Nachum's live lunches. I hope to bring you a little entertainment, a little news, and a little relief that the life you are leading is not nearly as wacky as mine. Actually, one of us is going to be uh, hosting the live lunch this afternoon, and it's not going to be Nachum. I don't know. It sounds like it's not going to be me either. So, uh, Avram, you may be taking over, but we'll have to see what happens. Coming to you from the home of the Nachum Seal Network. On the beautiful Lower East Side, I am joined by my handy-dandy partner, Avram. What's going on, Avram?
1: Not too much. Uh, crazy week in New York this week, uh, with the weather-wise speaking, and uh uh been here for a number of days, and although it's nice, it's nicer in the springtime.
0: <laughs> it's, it most certainly is. I will say that um, having flown to Florida yesterday for the day, for work, not for pleasure, but just actually being able to sit somewhere where there was sun... <laughs> <laughs> was extremely, extremely pleasant. The irony is, is that the snow really hasn't bothered me. Actually, I was on the phone with my brother the other day um, who lives in New Jersey, and um, he was complaining about the snow, and everybody's rightfully complaining about the snow. Look at you trying to work on the levels to make sure my voice sounds better. <laughs> honey, ain't nothing going to happen right now. <laughs> if you guys could see what I have going on here, I have my day quill, <laughs> I have coffee. I have honey. And um, for those people who are about to start sending me emails, I really am fine. The Republic will stand. I just have a cold. But anyway, I was on the phone with my brother, and uh, he was complaining about the snow. And again, everyone has been hit hard this winter. And I said to him, you know, honestly, the snow doesn't bother me. He's like, you know, you sound like something, something, something by saying that the snow doesn't bother you. I said, truthfully, it doesn't. Like, What am I going to fight here? It, it, there have been 13, 14 snowfalls. It is what it is. I live in New York. It, you know well, that's life so to speak so meanwhile this is my big thanks from mother nature is that i've been supportive of the way she's treated us this winter and this is what i sound like so uh man hath no fury like mother <laughs> nature's scorned. anyway uh, if you were, if you are a new listener to the show i really don't sound like this normally
1: <laughs> yeah, it's bad day sorry this is a bad day to <laughs> join us for the
0: first time um by the way shout out to jimmy fallon who uh Brought the Tonight Show back to New York and is doing a great job behind the desk. I can't say I've been watching him at night because, man, I'm asleep by then, but I've been watching it in the morning. Um, and that's a lot of fun. He's a, he's a great host. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you are a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. If Miriam L. Wallach once a week is just not enough for you, listen to my encores and my and me on on uh, archive because I sound a lot better than this. You can also do what Yoram Garfinkel did. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me an invite on LinkedIn. You can also shoot me an email, Miriam at com. I will not respond to you during the show. Not being rude, just being honest. Please also follow us on Twitter, Nacham Siegel Net, that's all one word. And Miriam L. Wallach all one word. By the way, a shout out to no shouting. Just kidding. A loud um I don't know what this is, scraggly voice shout out to all of my fellow five towns residents and anyone in New York for that matter who has been driving in this treacherous conditions. Frankly, people, what in the world is wrong with you? You know those big signs that say, don't make U-turns here, no U-turns on Central Avenue? That's even in great weather. What in the world are you doing? Making illegal U-turns with ice all over the place and people just trying to stand upright. its It has become the most discourteous place to live. And actually, my husband made a very good point the other day as he was shoveling for the 700th time. He took it upon himself to clear out the fire hydrants in front of other people's homes. And actually, I heard about it on the news the other morning, that people are not shoveling out either fire hydrants on their property or near their property, and the drains as well. Folks, (laughs) once the snow melts, or in anticipation of the snow melting, or any chance we get for the snow melting... The, the water's got to go somewhere. So number one, clear your drains. But number two, in the event of an emergency, you need to have those fire those um give me the word please hydrants. Thank you, bless you, well, cool, <laughs> What can I tell you? Those hydrants clear. What are you thinking? Help out your neighbor. Who either struggles to shovel out because they are a person of older age or whatever it is. Be courteous as neighbors. This is a time when this can either bring out the best in you or bring out the worst in you. And frankly, I'm not seeing enough of the best. It is like people have no patience for each other driving. People have no patience to help out another human being. I offered somebody to help them cross the street yesterday and the guy looks at me and he goes, Really? I'm not, what do you think? I'm gonna say a kiss kiss and just, you know, keep going the other way? Like, just help each other out. This is ridiculous. But frankly, this isn't the time to ignore all of those, you know, driving, those, uh, signs on the side of the street. Do me a favor. Take another five minutes and go around the block. It's really not worth it. You don't need the spot that badly. Alright, I am done for my, uh, for my rant of the morning. Anyway, my throat is killing me. You know what this sound means, folks? Yep. We're gonna do a fortune cookie. Ooh, Avram wouldn't be fun if the fortune cookie had something to do with driving, and <laughs> snow and ice. Then I'm totally playing this. Of course, by the way, my getting into the studio— to, all right, I just made a mess. My getting into the studio Tuesday morning amidst the snow took less time than it does when it's sunny outside. So again, my luck works in multiple ways. Here we and go. there were
1: more seats on the subway.
0: I I drove.
1: <laughs> I'm saying I took the subway. And was, to there was there were the more subway. seats on the subway. So
0: yeah, well, it's also it helps that it's President's Week. Right. So people are away. By the way, if you're away, please stay away. Um, all <laughs> Nothing <right>. personal. <laughs> exactly. It's all about us. Uh, fortune cookie: The good old days were once present too. Okay, I'm not feeling this one. In
1: other words, these will be the good old days someday.
0: I. Okay. I can I can I open another one? <laughs> I'm not feeling that one. I want to open another one. Hold on. You know what? You know what the amazing thing of these fortune cookies? If one of them is unfortunate, I get to open another. That's what happens when you have a stash. Thank you, Judy. Okay. Judge each day not by the harvest you reap but by the seeds you plant. All right, folks. Ain't no seeds being planted these days. But it's that's kind of hard. like
1: what you were talking about, with people doing good things for others and going the extra mile, that kind of thing. That's what that's, that was referring okay.
0: to. Okay. Okay, I like that. <laughs> okay. Rashi and Tosmos brought to you by Ephraim. Excellent. <laughs> Let's go to our national holidays. It is introduce a girl to engineering day. Did you know by the way, Ephraim, that engineering is a very hot up and coming career for women in engineering? And um I actually encourage my teen, um, my oldest, to look into engineering. Um she likes math, she likes to build stuff, she likes sciences and whatever. It's really a very strong field and, and allows for a lot of flexibilities for women. Um and um you ever thought
1: about that for your girl? Um she's only four, so I haven't really put that much There's no time like the present. <laughs> because as you know, the good old days were once present
0: too. Um it's also Love Your Pet Day. I don't have a pet, so you can love yours. Northern hemisphere hootie hoo day. I don't know what that means, but uh, I'm going to just repeat it as as, <laughs> as necessary. It's also the Great American Spit Out, um, which I think has something to do with chewing tobacco and probably getting rid of it. It's not a habit.
1: My one-year-old has that every day.
0: A spit out.
1: <laughs> he just goes randomly, looks at you, <laughs> stares at you, and pff, that's a fly.
0: <laughs> okay, that's what happens with <laughs> the Ficklesteins. And finally, it is World Day for Social Justice. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Anyway, you're listening to That's Life here on the Nachum Siegel Network, and we are ready for our first guest. Alexander Rappaport is the founder of Maspia, maspia maspia.org, maspia.org. He has joined us on the air before, though every other time we're on the air, I don't sound like this, but we're going to make fun of that for the next 40 minutes, that's for sure. Anyway, Alexander, good morning. How are you?
2: Good morning. Good
0: morning. I sound like a million bucks, don't I? Yeah. We can make fun of me as much as you want. You know, one thing I just mentioned um, in the intro to the show was that people need to make sure to think of their neighbors in in weather like this and um, seasons like this. We really need to be very civic-minded um, in tr- in terms of taking care of each other. Tell me the strain that the weather has put on Muspia over the last number of months.
2: Yeah, very, very interesting. First of all, on the staff and volunteers, it's, it has a phenomenal impact because, you know, people schedule to volunteer, they're not really workers. So the slightest no scare, we we get a um, huge reduction in the amount of people who volunteer. And with that, everything we schedule goes uh, uh, up in the air because we scheduled a huge uh, um, prepping group uh, of 1,000 uh, pounds of potatoes. Mm. That didn't happen. So now we're back... And, and, it, and it keeps on going. I mean, and what we're seeing now here in New York is that every week there's, like, a, a cancellation or, or, or a scare that, that creates cancellation, which ends up being a very, very backlog. And the other hand is also, like, for the people who, who are, are regular clients more or, or people who are now in a situation where they need help when I say regular, let's say seniors, uh, um, they have a big problem just coming over. Uh, um, and they don't like to go on the street when there is ice. They don't like to um, go, especially when it's actually snowing. So there's a lot of that going on. Then there is a little bit of where there's like more expenses. The more kids are home,
3: mm-hmm.
2: means there's no school breakfast, school lunch. And slowly, slowly that piles up to more of a need. um, People who have like very limited budgets for food end up like using up their budget instead of sending their kids to school where they would have breakfast and lunch. They would eat it at home and usually at home it's more, you know, the kids are home so they're all more excited and they want to eat something special, something nice. They quickly gobble up. Their food stamps or the, those type of things, whatever they the, um, the family had limited um, before the snowstorm, now becomes um, even less because the kids are less in school.
0: Have you considered starting to serve breakfast as a result?
2: We are um, for now we're fleshy, so it's a little bit. Mm. Di- we did think we we have we're having another big problem at our place where. We we have exceeded capacity, so to speak. So so we serve more uh, dinners in the five hours we're open than what we could handle. So we um, what we did now for the first time is in our Queens location on Thursdays. Um, they uh, yeah we usually give out packages. There's like a little bit of a grocery package that we give along. Mm-hmm started doing that from the morning, so starting eleven a m people can come for that package just to just to um spread the time, give more space for just because we were giving out like close to five hundred of those in one site in five hours that's less less than a minute a person Ugh. it was just impossible to handle, so we had to just grow the day so we are we are thinking of two things we're thinking of. One is how do we make use of the facility, you know? It's 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 charity money paying for the rent in all the places. How do we make use of the entire day, you know, getting more more value for people's money rather than five hours? That's one thing that we always think of. And then there is just the the reality of the growth of how many people are coming in every day that just forced us to open in Queens. Mm. Has there been a
0: um, a shift? Do you see that people are making lunch their big meal of the
2: day? I, I would say for the, for, especially for the seniors. Again, going back, uh, again, we have two locations in Brooklyn and one in Queens. The location in Queens does have that rush right at the beginning when we open at three o'clock. There is that rush rather than that re- uh, real dinner time, which is probably after five, mm-hmm. and there is that. Big rush, so, so we really tr- we we try to not have a bread line, so people get seated right away, never have to wait, uh, and, and that's becoming harder and harder to control in Queens because there's that rush right at the beginning. Um, um, yeah, that that is an ish- That's an interesting uh, um, thing that we should maybe pay attention. That people are trying to use that as their lunch rather than their dinner. That's an interesting. <laughs>
0: It's a little bit of a European way of looking at things. You know, the um the the Israelis, etc., I mean, lunch is the big meal of the day and shoot, if I could eat a falafel three times a day I would. But um I, I would just imagine also that it's easier for people to get around during the day than it is for them to get around at night when potentially slipping on ice or standing in slush um is that is is more of an issue because they can't see as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an insight. When we opened, we were very naive, so to speak. We were just a group of friends trying to do something and figuring it out. And we we, we didn't know that there is, like, a lot of uh, the whole soup kitchen industry or a norm, like how soup kitchens operate. We just thought, like, oh, well, what do people need most? Probably the most expensive meal of the day. When do people need it most? In the evening. So we opened a place that serves dinner in the evening, which is the most expensive meal, the hardest time to find staff, the hardest time to find um, volunteers, and we just went like naively into it. Now we kind of are comparing to other kitchens and other places. We try to get it here. How do how do they do it? How do they manage? How do they fund themselves? And and we go and they say, well, they do a breakfast, they do a lunch, and it's and it's a much smaller meal. In a, in a, in a, usually during the nine to five hours, which is usually easier to find staff. And we're like thinking to ourselves, like, we really went into this, like, so grassroots mode, like, so very, mm-hmm. like, what do people, we, we were thinking about what the need is, not so much, like, how, what would be the easiest to handle. And now we're um, kind of, what, with, with the growth is so big and so much. Uh, I'll give you another example. Last year, We gave out, before Purim, we gave out something special in the package, so so a lot of people have the tradition of of, uh, eating halapches, the stuffed cabbage. (laughs) So we we decided we'll give everybody a head of cabbage, some rice, some tomato sauce, and a little bit of ground meat. So obviously, the, the little bit of ground meat, whatever, the two, three pounds of ground meat, that was the... Most expensive item for us. Um, Usually, the thing that we couldn't get, like donated. The other stuff we could try to get from food banks, city harvest. Try to get the usually the the non um, not meat products or the raw products that is available from the government. These commodity items. Um, We we were trying to place an order this year, despite the fact that the meat went up like a a good thirty forty cents a pound from last year we're actually doing double so last year our bill was ten thousand dollars this year it's going to be more than twenty thousand dollars because we're doing double the amount of packages just for this one item just for this one package of ground meat to be in the thursday before purim package in the in the packages we give out every thursday
0: With, with purim around the corner and this um extra strain on Maspia because of the weather. I imagine you guys are in more of a financial um, discomfort than usual.
2: Definitely. It, and, and just, just this Tuesday, uh, we were supposed to get a huge um, delivery. We, we had two groups of two local um, schools um, to, to be there to help load the truck. Now, because of last week's weather, Everything from the delivery company is, is backlogged, so we had to cancel the volunteers. Wait for the truck to come. Who knows when? And now, what happens is, if we don't, if volunteers need to be scheduled way in advance. If we need to, like, do a, uh, 20 um, 20 hours or 36-hour or, or, or notice, we have to um, then hire extra. Like people uh, to come and and load things for us. That's on a small level, just on the logistics, so to speak, not even on the cost of food. But then there is um, a lot of a lot of cost within just the growth. There's a lot, and we looked at our November December numbers uh, of the uh, the past year compared the 2013 compared to the 2012 November December, Mm -hmm. and, and it had over a 250 percent increase in the amount of packages we gave out and and, and it had um, a 50 percent increase in the amount of hot sit-in hot meals Wow! so we are doing a a lot more this year there's a lot of different factors driving it a lot of it is um, the, the cotton food stamps maybe just our, our, you know, there's the natural growth. We're still a um, young organization, so more and more people learn about us slowly. And then there is the, 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 the weather thing where there are more people like... Think, think of, a, let's say, a car service person who that's the way they make a living, by driving their car. Now, we know that, all oh, the car service, they charge a lot when there's a snowstorm. The truth is most of the car services are so scared for their cars, they park their car and don't work that day.
3: Ugh.
2: Because they have like very limited insurance right. and they don't want to scratch it and they right. don't want to or anything. So what <laughs> ends up being, they don't work that day. That means for them, a day not work means an, uh, a day, more meals at the soup kitchen.
0: Yeah. Have you seen also an increase in children coming by, Maspia?
2: I, I would. Um, I, I don't have the statistics. Uh, anecdotally, uh, I would say for sure, but but uh, um, yeah, I, I don't want to say anything. I, I don't. I'm not comparing it to anything. I'm just saying, like when I'm in the kitchen sometimes in the evening. Yeah, there are, there are there are many families, and again, as people probably know by now, we serve everybody. We're we're a kosher network, but we let everybody in. There's people from all walks of life, all ethnicities, all religions. And yes, we try to make it comfortable for everybody, and we try to make it very balbatish and very Hamish and everything. but still, um, uh, it's very uh, what what I, what I what, uh, saw um, and again saw it again recently when we see a family coming in and they make themselves so helpful. And the kids running around and like and and, and even staying to do homework, we think, oh, right, wow, how bad is it at home that they choose to like just get warmed up at a soup kitchen? Right. Although we try to make our decor so beautiful and so comforting and everything, it's still the t- t- at the end of the day, they're still in the soup kitchen, and the fact that they're making themselves so comfortable, it's just. It, it, it's just uh, it, it, it really clutches on your heart.
0: I, I hear that. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I am Miriam Elwal. joined by Alexander Rappaport, founder of Maspia, Maspia.org, Maspia.org. There are numerous ways that people can help Maspia in the fight to feed the hungry. Everyone should know, by the way, that as Alexander before, said before, no one is turned away at be at any of the locations. They are a soup kitchen network where, as they say, the rubber meets the road in the fight against against hunger. They feed hot, nutritious meals to hungry men, women, and, as we know, children, and the elderly. There are no statistics. There's no bureaucracy. bureaucracy, There is no middleman. They just simply feed empty stomachs. And as a person who has spent time, has been lucky enough to spend time and be part of the organization – in the past and bringing my family and doing it together, it is really something unique to, to behold and to, to see in operation, whether it's Chef Rubin or whether it's Alexander himself or the various volunteers. It is a very moving experience. And anyone who has time off, if you haven't done it this week because of the weather, you had different things, you were off from for President's Week, whatever. If you have time, volunteer, as we talked about before. And, Alexander, you can speak to this. You know, equity and sweat equity are both very necessary for organizations
1: like muspia
2: Yeah, de- definitely. And, and what we would want people to understand that yes, there is a snowstorm, but now is when we need you most. Right. I, like, I, yeah, I understand that some schools have to cancel because you know their transportation or something. You know, so we we forgive everybody for. Or what they're, you know what kind of headache they 're uh, causing us for their cancellation, we understand, but those volunteers who do brave it, they have an even bigger mitzvah because they keep the place going because at the end of the day we weren 't closed a single day throughout the winter. I mean you so say we did not take a single snow day yet <laughs> we were every snow day we served dinner so, and so, so we try to brave. Um,
0: you brave the snow. You are, you are a little bit like the post office. Neither rain nor sleet nor snow will stop you from your um, appointed round, so to speak.
2: Exactly. And, and what's very interesting to see, when the snow is actually falling, that's when we might see a little bit of, a, like, a, if, if during the five hours we're open is actually the kind of snow is falling, we might see a reduction in our, in our numbers. But if it's just a day before, a few hours before, or or sooner to start, then we see the same or even more people coming in on a given day. So we try not to stop ever to, uh, to serve people. We want it to be a very reliable place. People shouldn't have to think, are they open today? Are they not open today? No, we right, They're open. By
0: the way, for those people who are looking to donate and actually want to get something very nice in return, besides the gratifying feeling of being able to feed a family, by donating 30 meals at $180, you will get a copy of Jamie Geller's cookbook, Joy of Kosher. You donate $360 they will send you a magazine subscription as well as the cookbook. So you'll get um, the Cookbook Joy of Kosher Fast Fresh Family Family Recipes and a copy of the magazine as well. And as we know, Schiffer Klein has been on here a number of times and she and Jamie and Shlomo all together put, a, put out a fantastic magazine. I recommend, by the way, for those people who need to learn more about Maspia, want to learn more about Maspia or any way, shape or form that they can give, please go to Maspia.org. I promise you. This is money worth donating. Alexander kolakavod to you. Um, I hope to speak to you in the spring when we have both thawed out and things are looking better.
2: Thank you so much. And, yes, they're they're great help, the people from JoF Kosher. They, they actually came down and volunteered, and they're, um, they're uh, terrific supporters of our organization. Um, and, of course, you and your family. And one more thing I'll just put in, there are also perm cards available for uh, those perfect. who want perm cards.
0: Right. Might as well give a perm card and save the um, the Reisman's uh, Hamantaschen for somebody else. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, Alexander, thanks so much for joining me. Look to, look forward to speaking to you soon. All the best. Thank you so much. You too. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and I am joined by two guys in the studio who are not unfamiliar with studios, though theirs looks a little bit different than ours. Uh, ben Shiner. Is originally from Boca Raton, and David Kabinsky is a um, is also you're also from Florida, correct? Yes. Originally from Israel, these are two guys who are members of the Shield News, which is why use student run news broadcast. Ben is an anchor and the founder. Am I right? That's correct. Excellent. And you guys already know you're going to be doing the majority of the talking since you sound a heck of a lot better than I do. <laughs> and David is the videographer and cinematographer. I'm happy I got that word out. But not bad. Not bad. By the way, um, for those of you who have no idea what's going on in the studio, I've already told you that I got my honey and my NyQuil, my DayQuil, sorry, not the quill and other things. <laughs> um, Avrami actually went to the front office uh, a couple of moments ago to get me a cup of and a spoon. So if you hear some kind of like a clicking, that's me feeding myself honey <laughs> so that I can get through this show. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me. As you know, the show must go on. <laughs> this is what happens here. So, uh. Um, thank
4: you for having us. Oh, thank you. Oh,
0: absolutely my pleasure. Ben, let's start with you. And by the way, shout out to David Bodner. He was the Shadchan here. And he's Woo. also a member of the team. And of course to Joey um as uh, as i am a member of the Joey Bodner fan club as all of us are here <laughs> at the Nachum Siegel network ben tell me something this um you know this is a major undertaking so it's every once in a while you know some one of us will have an idea here and we'll put it into play and we'll like ugh we should have just kept that idea to ourselves <laughs> ever feel that way
4: that's a great question um you know in the beginning when uh when i just came up with the idea and we decided me and a friend of mine decided to do a, a demo video and, uh you know, when, after it first came together, essentially it was a, uh, an orientation video for new Yeshiva College students. Mm-hmm. And uh we put it together and I looked at it and I'm like, oh boy, like this doesn't look very good. Like I'm not, I, I see flaws here, flaws there, kind of
0: hashtag perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: You know, a <laughs> little too sticky, a little too th- this and that. And then we put it out and, it was getting shared everywhere and actually I checked it today. It has 10,000 views, nice. which is a, a very nice number for what we're trying to do, which is essentially make news for students in YU. And if people outside of, you know, the student body want to watch too, that's great news. So, you know, after we were able to get the actual consistency going, you know, I have no regrets. And people come up to me and they tell me, you know, I really love the show. You know, it really informs me. It really makes me feel like things are more legitimate. And I'm like, great. Keep <laughs> watching. Keep watching. Show it to your friends.
0: I understand that that one of your motivations was to build school pride. Tell me how this programming or this or, or the Shield News, tell me how it feeds into that.
4: Sure. Um, so essentially, when I was uh, thinking of the idea, it really came from a selfish place originally. I said... You know, what what am I going to do with my life? Um, what am I gonna do in YU specifically?
0: And you were nineteen when you were wondering this? <laughs>
4: uh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I said, hey, maybe I could be a news anchor. I uh I like speaking in front of people and you know it seems like a respectable job, and maybe I could even start a college news broadcast at YU because you know, there are many universities across America that I'm sure do the same kind of thing. And uh, you know, my question in my mind was, well, what will the content be? Um, and, you know, there's there's a very legitimate you know, school newspapers at Y.U., there's a Jewish Thought Magazine, um, there's a literar- fine arts literary journal, all these kind of things. And uh, they tend to go on the controversial and, you know, which mm. is understandable in news, you know, you want to get the most compelling story. And um, but I figured, you know, maybe it would be better and pro- possibly more helpful if it was a show that kind of just highlighted the good things in Y.U., because my story was essentially that, you know, we find ourselves in places and we can either, you know, take advantage of the real strengths of the institution, whatever it is, or we can complain the whole time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is,
4: um, which is a lot of. Good for you. Which is the culture not only <laughs> in you, but in a- anywhere you go. Good for you. Um, which is sometimes that's the ultimatum. So, you know, I figured let's make school spirit news. Let's make news that talks about the real, interesting, positive, you know, fun things that are going on every day. So, if we could do that, then I'm happy.
0: I think that 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 mission is um, way beyond that of a 19 year old. So, I'll call it a vote <laughs> to you, as with all the people out there who like to fetch. David, holding a camera on campus and looking at YU through a literally different kind of lens, has it made you see things in different views? Um, I mean. It's a good thing we have you behind the camera, by the mm-hmm. way. Yes, yes, yes.
5: I, my voice is not as, as, as wonderful as Ben's. No, and I don't right. look nowhere, n- anywhere near as good. Um.
4: David's a great actor though. Don't, <laughs> don't let him.
0: Play oh, it. I have all everybody's bios. Okay. But anyway.
5: I'll, I'll tell you where it does affect me. Um, this is sort of a weird thing. Whenever I see movies now, I pay attention to the cinematography so much so that, that, I, I, sometimes I don't focus on what's happening on screen as opposed to what is the screen showing and how is the camera moving and how did they set up this shot and where are the lights and and what's the cam operator doing? It's it's I see movies in a different way. Um, and when I when I look at YU and the world around me, I do immediately think how might how would I frame a shot like this? Is this background something that I would want in the back? Um of somebody talking or, or or what would I use this scene for? Um, but I don't, personally, I don't go around the entire world thinking, Oh, wow. I'm a camera. I must, I must see this. But you are the guy
0: who watches the Oscars and you have your favorite cinematographer. Everyone has favorite (laughs) actors and actresses. You're the one who's like, Oh my God, he won. Right.
5: Um, Tom Hanks all the way.
0: Yeah. But I guess, I, I guess part of my question is, is do you see, um, do you see beauty in the campuses? Um, when you're doing a story, now that you're looking at it literally with a different view, do you see beauty where you didn't see beauty beforehand, where let's say you just walked those halls a thousand times and all of a sudden now you're looking at it from your angle with your perspective as a videographer and a cinematographer. I got it twice um, and saying, wow, I didn't realize there was this here. Does that make more sense? Well, I got somebody nodding. We have Ben's <laughs> well, nodding and saying, I mean, I, I'll let
4: Ben take this I, one. I have to say that David is able to make everything look beautiful. Um, you know, we, we went to uh, Model UN.
0: this. Oh, we're going to talk about yeah, that,
4: yeah. And, uh, you know, um, we were kind of stuck on how to handle this project because there's just a lot going on, a lot of people. You know, we got a lot of interviews, but we can't really use it all. And, you know, David was essentially able to just make a lot of beautiful shots come together, and people were just, like, in awe because – well, David's an amazing videographer, and also, you know, it's just uh, sometimes it's the movie magic mm-hmm. which um, makes things come out and pop. And the editing,
5: uh, <laughs> right? I think also that that's an important point. A lot of it is, you know, I have ten hours of footage. Sorry, I have ten hours of footage from one day, and now what do I do with it? I have to condense this down to four minutes to eight minutes, and I think the be- I find the beauty in that. I like working behind the scenes and I like that when I'm editing, I have the control Z button, the undo button, right. which is really nice sometimes. Um, and it's there, I think, not so much when I'm on campus because when I'm on campus or when I'm on a shoot, sometimes I don't notice, I, I, I don't know, I'm too focused on, on framing and, and audio to, to really make sure that, that this is a beautiful shot. But every once in a while when I'm in the editing room and I'm just looking at my screen, I'm like... Wow that person just gave us a really really nice sound bite or that person you know the people in the background timed perfectly with the music that I set to this to this uh, to this piece I think it's there that more that I see the beauty in the editing as opposed to the videography.
0: The beauty is in the details. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. As a person who's very detail oriented and and detail minded, I love when things just like click together. I don't have the patience to do a puzzle, but I appreciate when all the puzzle pieces <laughs> come together. Um, ben, let's talk about Yun Mun for a second. Again, that was the sure. YU Model United Nations that took place last week. It seems like a hundred years ago,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, but it was just last week in Connecticut. And do you, I, I don't have the I don't have the numbers offhand though. I can quickly pick them up. Do you remember how many students in total showed up?
4: Um, well, there it's a uh, it's a program for both YU students and um, high school students. I mean, right. the YU students run it, mm-hmm. and um, and their high school students. I think there were hundreds, uh, over three hundred. students. I think it was like five hundred. Five hundred. Well, I know it was like forty six schools from four different countries um, and all across the states. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just uh, you know you couldn't see the same face twice. So. <laughs>
0: Well, I will tell you, my daughter was there and she really felt, I mean, she was, she, she truly enjoyed the experience. Um, and she and I were talking about it because while Yunnan didn't exist when I was in high school and let's not go there, <laughs> um, there was model United Nations, it just wasn't under the YU auspices. And we talked about it for a while and I said, to, and, and she, like her mother, is not shy. And she said, you know, I was really afraid to talk. And I said, Um, that's because you have to appreciate the chaos theory that is the UN for the first year that you're there. Then afterwards... A year later, you'll be able to take part in it. And so she said, it really is like a different kind of communication. I'm like, yeah, you appreciate why the UN doesn't work when you go to Model UN. But tell me as observers, what did you, what what stood out in these students? I mean, now you guys are there as college students, and I don't know if you participated as high schoolers and if you did even better. But what did you notice in these kids? Wow, I just sent it like 100. Um, what did you notice in these kids that really stood out? What was newsworthy in, in, in them for you?
4: Um, I guess, uh, you know, off the bat, we got to sit in on some of the, uh, the sessions, the, uh, the committee sessions, and it, it really had an interesting vibe of both being really relaxed and then really like serious. So every kid would get up and represent their country and give their two cents. They would give like an impassioned little speech and it would be, you know, it would have a real point, but it would also be humorous or try and get a rise out of people. Mm-hmm. So it was an interesting context where the students were able to kind of be adult but also express themselves, so I think that's I think that maybe why people love it so much.
5: I think you also touched upon an important point earlier that it's very chaotic sort of mm-hmm. like the u n and I thought it was amazing that the these uh, these students and delegates from all over the country they just uh, they take. Uh, what could be a complete chaos and an, or, an organized mess and they really make it into something that you, there's 15 committees with 15 rooms and the YU students are also obviously the, the, the leaders, the right. council leaders They are to be commended for this because they were able to keep 300, and we're not sure how many, but 300 to a 500. Lot. A, Let's lot say kids, a lot
3: of
0: right.
5: kids. A lot of kids in line and I was very impressed by that. I mean, our first day there, we, <laughs> it was, it was insane because ben, neither Ben and I had ever been there and we had no mm. idea what to expect. And we get there, and it, you can actually see in, in the videos that we did that we produced from the first day, the second day, and the third day. That the first day we had no idea what was going on. We were <laughs> running around just getting footage of this and footage of that, and, and we, I did I didn't have a vision in terms of um, how to put it together at the end. But by the second day, we had an idea of how things were working. And I think that, you, like you said, like that first that first year that you go on Yunmen, you appreciate that you just get the right. chaos of it all, and. I think on a microcosmic level, we saw that on the first day and the second day and the third day, and you, I guess you can see it in the videos, but um, it, it, you grow out of that chaos and you create order. See, to me,
0: both Yunmun and The Shield News both speak to things that are great about YU and stories that we need to get out there. students at their best in so many ways, shape, or form. So there must have been additional pride for you in being able to capture those moments of these kids being great using your skills and expertise in something that has also become great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, one
5: of the impetuses of us going there also was so that the these high school students who, you know, one of the main reasons of Yanman is to get kids to go to YU, it's right. an admissions event, um, was for them to see that YU has... You know, they're not just the commentator uh, or news stories which they write, but we have a, a relatively professional video crew as well, and we, pr- you know, we produce a news broadcast, which is something that they had never seen before, right. and that's sort of a new side to IU that wasn't there before.
0: And that's always that's always important to get out there with. With, um, so many stories that we'd prefer not to have to keep harping on. There are so many great things that keep going on at YU, um, and at Stern and on campus in general that we are very proud that you guys are doing what you're doing and that you're joining us today. You're listening to That's Life here on the Nahum Segal Network. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, joined by members of the Shield News, agents of the Shield to, um, to take a spin off, so to speak, on the, what I wish wasn't such a hit program on television, because I think it is so bad. Have yeah. you seen it, by the way?
4: No, no, but I could tell it's Oh, bad. it's
0: so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. And I really wanted it to be great, because I'm, like, I'm a Marvel Comics girl, and mm-hmm. I love Iron Man, but my God, is it bad. Um, <laughs> but let, ben, let me ask you a question. You're also the president of the Yeshiva College Dramatic Society. You are finishing your final semester at YU. You're studying philosophy and political mm-hmm. science, which aren't really that far away from each other if people stop to think of it for a mm-hmm. second um, but tell me how the dramatics and the philosophy and the poli all come together to improve and to and to be a part of the shield news
4: that's a great question um, well I think dramatics is an, an easy one right uh, the softball you know
0: <laughs> I threw that in just to be nice <laughs>
4: thank you You're thank welcome. you you know I think what I enjoy the most um, is just being the anchor is being the anchor character and uh, you know it's it's very fun because my lines are right in front of me and I don't have to rehearse very much and I just get to sit back and and play the part. Um, you know, when I started Shield News um, and when I was getting the team together and getting committed people like David Bodner and my companion David Chabinsky, and, um, you know, we have uh, another producer, um, Abigail Bacharach, and uh, my co-anchor, Shimmer Barnett, getting all these people together. You know, before that, I, was, I had to juggle everything. I, I had to learn how to edit. I had to learn how to you know, record properly and had to like recruit friends. Hey, could you just press play on the camera? <laughs> um, but now I get to just act and that's what, that's what I love the most about it. Um, for philosophy and political science, I would say that, you know, what those majors have done for me is, is being able to think critically and really get my questions down to maybe one line. Um, that's a lot of philosophy is about really just, you know, uh, Occam's razor, narrowing everything down to the essentials. So. You know, when interviewing someone, I have to just get the question that'll get me what I want out of them um, and uh, frame things in a way that is it's very ordered. So and, uh, you know, who knows if if I make it big one day, I may need to know a thing or two about politics, because that's very popular in news.
0: Well, it seems <laughs> that not too many politicians know something about politics. But, David, you're also major majoring in Jewish history. You're studying videography and cinematography, and you are also... In your last semester at Yeshiva College, let me just tell you, I don't think these guys smiled as much in the last 20 <laughs> minutes as I did when I mentioned that they are graduating, please God, this spring. I remember that feeling, by the way. It Thank is a God. it is a darn good feeling. Um, but tell me something. Is your Jewish history background at all playing a part in, in your work at The Shield? Do you so, feel like you're a part of Jewish history by getting it all on camera?
5: So when I first came to YU, I was a pre-engineering major. Um, and that very quickly faded because I realized that I can do math but i don 't like it
3: <laughs>
0: uh,
5: and then i I realized that i had I had taken enough courses in Jewish history courses uh to uh to major in that quickly enough i i 'm one of those guys who gets out of y u as quickly as he can unfortunately um but Originally, I always used to say that, oh, it's just your sister. It doesn't really have anything to do with what I'm doing, what I want to do in my life. Um, I mean, it's, it's a really, it's my, it's a passion that I have and it's a very interesting field, but it doesn't have much to do with videography. Very recently, I had a, a sort of a revelation. I was, I was actually the news article that, that you heard us from, uh, in, uh, in YU News. Um, we were talking with Peril and I really... Peril Skyer, by Peril the way. Skyer, yes. yes. Uh, wonderful person about this. Yes. Way um and i realized that the type of news that i want to do is and the type of videography that i want to work on is documentary style web journalism it's basically taking a story and making finding something interesting like they just found the you know, they found the oldest uh, the oldest subway in new york or here's this person who is the 13th best at this game <laughs> and just there's a story there somewhere right. and Finding that story and creating a ten fifteen minute I, I call it long form based right. off of uh, the Verge it's a website that I read um, I want to create stories and I want to be a part of creating not just Jewish history but history as a whole and documenting it in that sense and I, I realize that that's what I want to do.
0: There's a lot of um, there's a lot of gratification. In getting the small stories out and making them big.
5: Absolutely. And I
0: think that that's also something that the Shield News speaks to is that you're being able to to capture these different moments that are going on on campus and using them for moments of school spirit and for alumni as well being able to take, to take pride, to, to be to be proud of the things that are going on in campus while for the next generation is also very exciting it's it 's got to be gratifying to that as well, so you guys are leaving i don 't mean the studio, but I do mean why you and who are you passing off the reins to
4: it's a great question um you know uh that is uh, that is something that is on our minds um, all the time um, and I already mentioned uh, a few of the people um abigail backrack will be. Sadly we'll be replacing David Bodner. I mean we're happy it's her. But um David has to work with. David has done so much um for Shield News has really uh, brought it to the next level and does everything behind the scenes. Um but Abigail is um she's you know in her second year or something. Uh, she she has a few more years ahead of her and you know it's uh, she's committed. So
5: I think she's a senior actually. Oh yeah.
4: Well <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, uh, she looks
5: young for her age. <laughs>
4: <laughs> She'll work double or, or whatever. Um, but and uh, Shimra, is staying Shimra, thankfully, will be staying. Um, so that's important, too. But, yeah, we, we have to find a new uh, male anchor.
5: Right. Um, and uh, on my end, we have uh, right now I'm actually in the process of sort of getting up to speed. My videographers and video editors, my videographer, Ari Hagler, is uh, my main, I guess, second videographer for us. Uh, he also does video on, in other things, but he wants to go into computer science, but he's definitely sticking with us for a while. I think he's a sophomore. Um, and we also have video editors, Naomi Wachschlag and Lizzie Rosenzweig. There's a V in there, which was very disorienting when I first saw it.
3: Um,
5: <laughs> that's okay. I thought Shimmer was a
0: typo and then I realized it was not. Um, <laughs> I also
4: want to mention Oren Orin, uh, Orin, what's it? Uh, he, uh, yeah, he's, uh, one of our writers and he, um, he always tries to put funny lines into my into the script, and so I appreciate that too. And I hope that stays with Shield News. You
0: know, that's something I didn't even ask you. Just do me a favor and discuss the process. Tell me how you guys come together, and I I am remiss for bringing it up at this point, but at least let's get it out there. Explain to everyone what the process is um, in terms of getting each broadcast out.
4: Of course. So, um.
0: Because I want people to really understand that this is a professional outlet. This is not, you know, <laughs> two guys in my basement. Um, this is something you guys take very seriously Thanks. and have a process.
4: Thanks. Yeah. So, um, you know, we have a weekly segment known as the Week at a Glance. Um, it's a little play on words from the, uh, the personal YU website, which tells you your schedule for the week. Um, and the Week at a Glance essentially goes through all the events for that week, um, any academic requirements you may need. Or um, and the sports games for that week. Sometimes we'll have a guest also, a student um, who's doing something in the school, whether it be an athlete or a club member, or club head, something like that. So every week, um, we start with our writers writing the script, um, either David Bodner, Abigail, or Oren, and um, now that we have the script, we get together every Thursday night, sometimes we schedule for Sunday night, and we all meet in Schottenstein Theater, which is uh, the theater in YU's personal theater, and we have an office up there. So we go to the office um, studio studio of course <laughs> uh, the newsroom and uh um shimmer and i will go over the script on our own time um and we'll set up the teleprompter we'll hit the lights
5: um we have a professional light set up a green screen it's a it's a legitimate studio
4: yeah e- either david or Ari will be uh will be setting up all the technical stuff while shimmer and i go over what we're doing and i we talk to the producer about what guests we may be having and then uh we get to filming. So we just we just do a few a few takes hopefully. Um some ta- some days are better than others. And- <laughs> I think the longest was 9 takes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just too much laughing that that night. Um and- well, that's why you
0: got to do radio by the way. <laughs> you pull off the band-aid <laughs> and you just keep going.
4: <laughs> so after, you know, after everything is shot, um David will take it back to the editing editing room and uh it'll be edited and posted every Monday morning.
5: Yeah, you know, The editing process takes between, for the week at a glance, it'll take between two to four hours, depending on the complexity of what I want to do and have fun with it. Mm. Uh, it's basically just keying a green screen, uh, making sure the audio is good, cutting everything together, and uh, outputting it and putting it on YouTube. Um, but we also have a, a more complex segment that we do a couple times a month, the uh, the Shield Shield News in the Field. Is that the
0: official yeah, term? Shield
4: in the Field.
5: Shield in the Field.
0: Where you are actually out and about, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Getting the man on the street, so to speak.
4: Yeah, covering events, kind of showing, well, this is the event that we were talking about, and this is, uh, look at look for yourself. This is what's really going on.
0: And this is what, and you covered Cake Wars, correct?
4: Yes, yeah. that was our most recent shield in the field. So
0: tell me about that, because I know that, again, David Bodner was a major part of that. And, um, <laughs> David um,
4: Bodner
5: is a major part of everything. Well, he <laughs> takes
0: after his parents uh, in a very, very good way. But tell me about Cake Wars looking at it from, again, that perspective, because as I was watching whatever I could online and looking at the pictures, I mean, it looked ridiculously cool.
4: Yeah, it's definitely one of the most exciting events of the year. You know, um, the girls come up- uptown and all the guys get together. Everyone's dressed in pink, and it's really just a great vibe in the room. And we thankfully, this is our second time covering Cake Wars. We did it last year also, and um, we were just more than welcomed, and we were everyone was really excited, and we got people in their craziest moments, mm-hmm. you know, decorating cakes and just acting wild.
0: And again, you have the opportunity to highlight great things going on on campus and making sure that that word gets out there. Just tell me for a second um, the support you've gotten from the administration.
4: Of course. Um, you know, ever since day one, um, you know, when I made the demo video and I went to various departments around the university, you know, it was just great feedback, Um you know, the, there was always the bottom line of, you know, we don't really have the funding for something grand scale, um, but there has always been support. Um, you know, the communications department at YU made sure to communicate to us <laughs> through their, their skills that, uh, you know, videos are very powerful and that, you know, this is something that we be used for good or evil mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. And, you know, I thankfully understood that and, you know, we there was no conflict there. So... There's always been support, and we are an official club, so we do get some funding from the university yeah. um, in order to buy things that we need. Um, you know, we got a, like David said, a lighting set, um, green screen, and uh, some microphones. And the mic flags as well. Uh, the <coughs> mic flags make it look very
0: official. By the way, don't 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 uh, don't play down those mic flags. <laughs> they make for great visuals. So you've mm-hmm. gotten the support. You've got. Do you have a faculty advisor?
4: Uh, technically, it is a Chesi Jessen of the student life office. Um, he's, he, he's like one of the heads of student life. So he's always watching our videos, you know, making sure that the events are correct in them and, you know, that the content is good. So,
0: so I think people need to understand that though there have been very, you know, well documented cuts, um, in different parts of YU, not only does life go on, but life goes on well. I think that that's a very important thing to, uh, to get out there. So after graduation and you guys are done throwing your caps in the air, with a couple minutes left, tell me what's the next step for both of you?
5: Uh, nine to five, hopefully, <laughs> if I can find it. Um I work freelance now already, uh, and if I can find it, nine to five is much more stable. Why you, if you want to hire me, I'm um, right here. Uh, <laughs> vacation. Um but, I don't plan on going to graduate school. The only reason I would go to graduate school is for the connections because I have, I, I apprenticed with, uh, with my boss out of Parsippany, Ellie Creative. Um, and I feel like through him, uh, I have most of the skills necessary in order to continue doing what I do. I just would, I just need the connections to get real jobs in this industry. And that's where I find my, uh, my future challenge. Got it. And what about you?
4: Um, so I, plan to get a job of some kind uh, next year um, and hopefully studying for the GREs on the side or the LSATs, you know, these, these kind of standardized tests because I would like to continue my education. Um, I haven't really decided what. Um, I'm seriously considering mental health um, work. Um, but.
0: Well, that'll go very well with your political
4: <laughs> <laughs> background
0: and your studies of that yes. and philosophy. That is for sure. Well, uh, David Kabinsky and Ben Shiner, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I, I would thank you more, but I think I have no voice left. I think it is absolutely <laughs> official. But Kola Kavode to you guys. I hope you'll come back and you'll give us updates, and I hope also you'll tell us who you're passing the baton to because mm-hmm. I'd like to meet the next generation of the Shield News. For for a person in journalism and as an alum, it's really very exciting what you guys are doing, Kola Kavod. and Ben, I, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure at some point or another you're going to look and say, you know what, I should have just written it down and wrote in a memo. But um, <laughs> but it's a great undertaking, and kolikavod to you.
4: Thank you again. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, you
0: so absolutely my pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here on the Nahum Siegel Network. I swear, I really am Miriam Wallach. <laughs> I don't sound like me, but I've been me the mm-hmm. entire time. Let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day, so you know what to expect and what not to miss. We have the live lunch starting in just a couple of minutes. As uh, as I like to say, we start with brunch, we end with Lunch. That's from 11 to 1 here on the Nachum Siegel Network, com, followed by an all-new stunt show hosted by Mark Zamek. That's at 1 p.m. And then Throwback Thursday starts at 2. I always like that segment, by the way. And um, for those people who remember the War of the Worlds, with that um, that great story, you know what I'm talking about? about me? Yeah, sometimes that happens. People actually people think that what they're hearing at 2 o'clock is really what's happening um, that day. People, it's a Throwback Thursday moment. Anyway, buy the book. Encore, then we have Michael Fragan with Spin Class at 6 p.m., Charlie Burnout at 7 p.m. wrapping up the day. Nachum tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, as he hosts JM and the AM live here on the stream at the AM.org, 91.1, 90.9, and 91.9 FM. Don't miss Nachum and Malcolm, the update starting at around 7.40. And, of course, Naomi Table for 2 starting at 9 a.m. Updated 2014 schedule on our website, by the way, just around the corner, and I mean that literally, the JM and the AM um fundraiser the marathon begins this monday don't wait till monday to give you can do ri- do that right now please go to jmnam.org. we are listener sponsored as you know everything at wfmu is listener sponsored and we thank you in advance for giving as generously as you can my thanks this week to the members of the shield news david Kubinski and ben shiner and to alexander rappaport of maspia that's maspia.org a shout out to our friends at legendary destinations i was actually down in florida with them yesterday And Lord, I really appreciated those couple hours of sun, and I was there to do a little reconnaissance before our Pesach trip, and I have to tell you, it really is some hotel. If you have not already made your plans, please join us this Pesach with Legendary Destinations in Cape Coral, Florida, at the Westin. You will not be disappointed. What are we listening to, Avram? We are listening to Yehuda Glantz. Jerusalem my life, because please God, I will be there next week. And of course, with me, I bring the bad weather, because that's what happens here at the Nachum Siegel Network. So it's beautiful this week, and it's going to rain next week. That's right, but that's okay, because they need the rain, and I have a raincoat. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.
6: Jerusalén de luz, Jerusalén mi corazón. Jerusalén of love, Jerusalén of peace. Jerusalén su luz, Jerusalén mi corazón. Todo tiene ritmo, tiempo, canto y poesía formando oración Salmos de amor, paz fe y alegría iluminando esta nación sigo caminando por senderos que me llevan a lugares esperados de bondad fueron los momentos perdidos que encontraba los pues que en mi camino al andar al andar Jerusalem, my life, Jerusalem in my heart, Jerusalem de luz, Jerusalem, mi corazón, Jerusalem of love, Jerusalem of peace, Jerusalem, su luz, Jerusalem, mi corazón. Aquí fuerza, vivencias y armonía, creándose un bello color Lágrimas, rezos, plegarias y alegrías, risas, danzas llenas de emoción El brillo que irradia de toda esta oscuridad, descubren mi armonía y libertad la llama encendida, alumbrando mi alma y tu alma, y de toda nuestra humanidad, Jerusalem, oh, peace, Jerusalem.